Hey guys, hey guys, uh, did y'all see X-Men Days of Future Past? Um, I think I did. Uh. It's the one with Patrick Stewart. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I. Booper real material. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was, I was going on a one direction. I didn't realize you were going to jump in with the joke. <laughs> Oh, is it like a joke type thing? Well, because he said the one with Patrick Stewart. That's like half of them. That's like more than half of them, actually. That wasn't a joke. I was. The next sentence was going to be, and the new cast from all the uh, first class movies. Oh, I thought you just were going to stop there. And I was like... <laughs> Although, I like that as a joke, though. Like, um, which one? And then you say the one with Patrick Stewart. And that's it. Like, that's the end of it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Arcane Explained. Today, we are going to be talking about Absorb Elements. Uh, my name's Kirsten. My name is Matt. And I'm Lewis. And together, we are going to break down Absorb Elements, which is a first-level abjuration spell. Uh, Matt, do you want to kind of give us the rundown on this week's spell? Absolutely, Kirsten. Absorb Elements, first-level abjuration for druids, rangers, sorcerers, and wizards. Casting time, one reaction used when you take acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage. Range, self, components, somatic, duration, one round. The spell captures some of the incoming energy, lessening its effect on you and storing it for your next melee attack. You have resistance to the triggering damage type until the start of your next turn. Also, the first time you hit with a melee attack on your next turn... The target takes an extra 1d6 damage of the triggering type, and the spell ends. At higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of 2nd level or higher, the extra damage increases by 1d6 for each spell slot above 1st. Well, it seems like a pretty simple spell. It seems pretty basic 1st level, right? Yeah, I agree, and it also has, like, this elemental, ab- it definitely fits into abjuration, which is, like, the school of kind of, like, protection magic. And what I like about it, though, is is that it's for druids, rangers, sorcerers, and wizards, and there are some archetypes within that that you could use this with. Like, obviously, the druid and the ranger, there's some melee combat stuff that they can do, but, like, the blade singer uh, for the wizard or mm-hmm. the eldritch knight for the fighter because they get to choose spells from the wizard spell. Yeah, now I would have a hard time thinking of a way that a sorcerer can use this to full effect. He'd have to be pretty desperate. Some of the phoenix or like the fire-based sorcerers, like I think there's Unearth Arcana that has been released that, that feature this, I guess, subclass. Uh, it's basically what like you take damage, uh, you deal fire damage. So like a lot of your a lot of your class abilities, the subclass abilities are like area based, like area effect. So like this would be perfect for that because you want to get in the middle, you want to take damage. Yeah, but if you're using like your spells though, like it only works on like a melee attack. So like you don't get the full advantage of it unless you're also taking a melee attack. And sorcerers generally try to like you know stay out of the fray on that. I think so. Like it would be good for the absorbing part of it. Except at early levels. If you think about it, at first level, you're going to be danger close as a spellcaster because you've got a couple spell slots at first level. So this is a good starting spell that you might eventually forget 
when you get a higher level, because as, as a sorcerer, you change your spells as you level, uh, rules as written. So like this might be one you take early on, and mm-hmm. then as you become more powerful, you don't need it as much. You replace it with other spells. That's fair, yeah. Remember when you were squishy way back when? I'm still squishy. Well, you're a sorcerer wizard, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the old man routine. <laughs> you, know, you kids don't know how good you have it. Wizards <laughs> used to have 1d4. <laughs> Yeah, so d- should I should I Wednesday club you and like be like, so what does that reference come from? In older editions, and the only one I'm familiar with is 3.5 because that's the one I actually played. Wizards hit die in that edition was 1d4. Yeah, he's not kidding. So you started out at level 1 with 4 plus your constitution, which I knew a lot of people who played weak or not weak, but feeble wizards, like they had low constitutions, but they were like super intelligent. And so like, they'd have to be carried around by like a hired helper. (laughs) What? Yeah. Like these are like some fun concepts. They have like the butler from Tomb Raider that just follows you around everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just like right up on you wherever you go. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, hey, can I get some space, Jeeves? (laughs) That's kind of an older reference too, if you've never played the like original Tomb Raider game. But uh, <laughs> uh, anywho, um, why don't we move on? So, Matt, what kind of visual references do you get um, when you think of this spell? The first thing that came to mind immediately to me was Bishop from the X Men comic book series, the film X Men: uh, Days of Future Past. Uh, the French actor uh, Omar Sy. I hope I pronounced his, na- his last name correctly. Uh, he plays Bishop, and what happens is when Bishop takes energy damage, uh, he can absorb it and then use it, release it back at his enemies. And so that's the first thing I thought of is like, oh, it's Bishop. Yeah, that's like the perfect like reference for this spell. Uh, how about you, Kirsten? Yeah, uh, not gonna lie, it took me a little bit. I, I'm not a very big X-Men fan. I mean, I am, but I, I don't know as much about that as much as I do other stuff. So I had to look up Bishop when you guys brought this up in, in pre-recording. And yeah. it, that seems like, yeah, the best possible pop culture reference. Like, what comes to mind for me personally, I've always been fascinated with the whole idea of, like, elements and, like, elemental powers. I, I never really watched Magical Girl anime, but, like, Magical Girl shows and stuff like that. So I kind of thought a little bit about that, but not so much of the absorbing thing. But then I, I kind of thought about, like, bending, like, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, totally. And the way that they, like, actually manipulate the elements. It's a little bit different because they have water, fire, earth, and air, so it's it's not exactly the same. There's no thunder, there is sometimes lightning, and there's definitely no acid, and cold, I mean, it can be. But the way they manipulate it, and particularly, uh, I think specifically the lightning bending, sometimes you can, like, redirect it, kind of like your body's a lightning rod. And so that kind of made me think about it, and you could, re- like, you could redirect it to your target. So that was the only real cultural reference i thought of and even then it's not even like the full effect of it because the way this spell describes it is is still a little bit different but uh that's the only thing that really came to my mind no but absolutely perfect reference i think yeah i could definitely see that as far as what i got visually uh, my mind was initially drawn to my world of warcraft days and uh you know there's shamans in the game and they have 
very much like elements type abilities. So the name of the spell actually reminds me of something you would see specifically within the shaman and in World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's all about elemental stuff. That's that is that's great. Yeah, totally. I can see that. Yeah, and exactly, and like some of the actual spells, like when you cast them in World of Warcraft, like just the protection type of spells with the shaman, like all of it just kind of, kind of, uh, in some way or another, reminds me of this spell. So, what would you say would be the best class for this spell? Um, I personally was thinking of the Eldritch uh, Knight, as uh, Matthew brought up. Or Eldritch, I should say, I guess, to be more technical on that name there. Because they get their first spells at third level. And they can choose from either, I believe it's Abjuration or Evocation spells only. I mean, not only, but like they could pick from three first level spells. And two of the three have to be either Abjuration or Evocation. And so, to me, this spell in particular would be one really that would be really good for that subclass uh, because not only are you in the fray a lot of the times um, but you can also use the second part of that of the spell and send that extra 1d6 damage back uh, to whoever you're fighting totally i can totally see that the other thing that comes to mind is the subclass for the wizard uh, blade singer which came out with sword coast adventures guide yeah um, and it's basically a wizard that fights with a sword it's gandalf but uh, more wizard than fighter, mm-hmm. which is like Eldritch, Eldritch Knight, or however we're pronouncing that word now. I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know either what's the most appropriate pronunciation, but. But uh, yeah, no, I, I can see that. I want to give this to a monk. I want to give this to an elemental monk because the elemental monk, in my opinion, is kind of lackluster, but that's a topic for another time. But like one key point or two key points and they could cast this. And, like, I'd say, yes, you can use, like, obviously your fists count as a melee attack, so you could you could really do the airbender, uh, the last avatar kind of flavor that people like when they want to play that monk using this spell. Yeah. What do you think, Kirsten? Does a specific class come to mind as far as ones that can actually cast this spell? Yeah, see, I hadn't thought too much about the, like, special subclasses. Like, you guys were talking about, like, the Eldritch Knight or whatever, because I haven't really played those. The one that stood out to me the most, as far as the four that were, like, listed, from the Druid, the Ranger, the Sorcerer, and the Wizard, I was thinking Ranger, because kind of like you were saying with the Eldritch Knight, they kind of get it early. Rangers can get it at second level. Yeah. Uh, granted, if you take a, if you do, like, the Archer, kind of, like, if you take a Legolas style or, like, a Vexalia style Archer, like, it's not going to work, because range, ranged attacks don't count. But if you take, like, the two-weapon fighting or the dueling and you get up close with the swords, like, you're guaranteed almost to have melee combat all the time, and then you can get the spell at second level, Mm -hmm. because you get two first-level spells at that point. Um, It may not be the most useful, but it's an option for sure. So I was thinking, I was thinking definitely ranger, like, up-close ranger for for this one. Like I said, out of the four listed, I I didn't really go too deep into the other stuff, because I haven't played them. I wonder if this is an option for your domain as a cleric, like, if you're a nature cleric. Yeah. Because you get spells from the druid and ranger list. I mean, I would definitely let a cleric, if this is something, like, if they're, like, a cleric of, of nature. I'm the DM that's like, if it makes sense for the character, why not? It's not that much different than any other spell they're gonna get. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is not all all powerful. Like, this is no different than, like, to me, it's weaker than shield. You get resistance, which is good. Yeah. But, like, shield, you get plus five to your AC. So, like, and it's also a reaction. True. And with shield, you know, as you were saying, I agree. Because this one, you just get uh, resistance. 
with shield, theoretically, you won't get hit at all. So you take no damage, um, as opposed to this one, you'll take half damage. I think with nature too, so like clerics automatically get like domain spells. So you could always like switch it out too, maybe for like, maybe like Barkskin or something. I don't know, Barkskin brings your AC up to 16. So depending on like what you have already, it may actually be better than this. But um, you could like homebrew it to switch out for one of the domain spells. Or you could just have them like let them take it. Like there's different ways you could go about that. But it would make logical sense for sure. But I agree with you, Kirsten. The, the ranger, as as far as the four listed, is probably the one that makes the most sense. Uh, forgive me. I haven't. I've only played a druid for like one session. Um, druids when they're in their beast form, they can only cast spells if they've already like cast the spell and they're still concentrating on it, like call lightning or something, right? Or can they still cast spells? No, you're right. So when you're a druid, as far as I I know as well, because I've only played them a few times. But uh, like let's say you do call lightning, so you cast that when you're in your regular form. And it, I believe it's a concentration spell. And then you shift into your animal form and you can still use your action to call lightning or to do the spell, you know. Uh, but yeah, as far as for this, if you're already in the animal form and I believe if you like just try to do a spell, I think it breaks you out of the animal form, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Or if you can even do it at all in animal form, because like if you think about it, you ha there's like verbal. Well, this is a. Uh, this one's just somatic, but unless you're a monkey, then you probably can't make the somatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Watch a bird doing like a break dance in the air trying to do like <laughs> somatic components. That would be interesting, actually. I would watch that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sounds like a, a Disney animated film. <laughs> the wizard turned into a parrot so that he could still cast spells. I think the melee component of this spell definitely lends itself to the up close always going to be that's the way they deal damage you know they don't really rely on their spells they rely on their melee their their physical weapons so ranger i would like i said i definitely think the elemental monk should get something like this mm -hmm. either they burn a key point to activate an like this ability that's basically the spell because that to me makes sense give this to classes that are going to be up there close hitting things yeah so what i thought was interesting and I don't know, I guess it might have to do with the fact that it's like abjuration or whatever, but like, I know I mentioned earlier that when we think, when I think of elements anyways, I think your traditional like water, fire, earth, air, maybe energy. So like I see where you get the, the cold, could be water, ice, whatever, fire, obviously, lightning could be, you know, energy maybe. There's not really many wind spells and most of them aren't strictly like damage. Some of them are actually like transportation spells and things like that thunder i can kind of get because it pairs in with the the lightning aspect sort of but the fact that like acid is counted as an element is very interesting to me it just seems odd i think it's the practical game developer side of their brains where it's like acid is a damage that they'll take so we're gonna give them acid yeah that's fair because like you could argue that thunder damage could be earth damage, but it's really just concussive. It's sound, which isn't an element. Sound is not an element. Yeah. And so like uh, energy, obviously lightning, that's fine. Right. But like water would have to be a damage type, which it's it's not. But if you get hit by water, it can deal cold damage to you, like from a water elemental. So maybe they were thinking of stuff that you could find on the earth or in the skies or you know like that sort of uh, aspect to it. Or you're fighting, you're fighting a white dragon, or you're fighting uh, an ice mage, or a fire elemental, 
Because those would technically be naturally occurring. Like, you could make them with spells or, like, can make them or something like that, but most of those are naturally occurring. I mean, if you're fighting a dragon, acid, cold, fire, lightning, the only one that you don't get is poison. There's poisons on here. And necrotic. So, like, no. they try to keep it elemental. Yeah. Within within the damage types of D&D. Yeah. And that was something else that I was thinking about, too, because if you think about it, like, there's so many different damage types that this, like, it covers a good amount because you get a good, like, five different things here. But there's also a lot that you're so vulnerable to. Like, you're still vulnerable to any sort of melee stuff. So you're piercing, you're slashing, you're bludgeoning, you're force damage. There's no radiant or necrotic included in this. And I know we've talked about this several times, Matt, the fact that it, like, psychic damage, like, there's not a lot of things that deal it, and there's not a lot of things that give resistance to it. So that's completely excluded from this too so i thought that was very interesting no it definitely is it definitely is that is interesting as far as like what they chose to put in or to you know not have in here as far as the resistances all right so would you say there's um any last thoughts on this spell or anything that perhaps we didn't touch on it's definitely i think something that people will overlook at first yeah and it's just easy, especially if you're normally playing range, you're a range caster or you're a ranged melee, you're not going to be like, ah, I don't need this. Uh, and if, so like if you ever play a, a melee type in a one shot or in the next game, this is a total valid option, maybe. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Kirsten? Is there anything else you wanted to add? I was thinking that uh, I would be very interested to see how I... Cause you know how sometimes, you know, casters can say how their their spell descriptions are or whatever, um, but sometimes the DM takes over. I'm very interested in how I would describe it as a DM, because this is still, like, it's still a new spell, kind of. I mean, it's been out for, like, a year now, but yeah. I think that's when Xanother's Guide came out, right? <laughs> I don't have any track, I don't lose track of time. What is time? Yeah, exactly. What is time? Um, but I haven't really had the chance to like really think about it too much before this, just because it's still new. It wasn't really right. on my radar, so I haven't really processed like how I would describe it. So I'm, I'm kind of interested like how people might describe it. Yeah, and I think that ties back to what Matt was saying as well. That it, I think a lot of people would pass it up, maybe not even intentionally, but just for the fact that it's not in the player's handbook or you know it's not in a lot of the more common places to find the spells. Yeah. So. Well, guys, that was really fun uh, to just kind of go over the various parts of this spell. But we're going to go ahead and wind it down. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arcane Explained. You can follow us at Arcane Explained on Twitter. And you can follow me at Casting Cantrips. You can email us your questions and suggestions at arcaneexplained at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kirsten Geddes. That's K-I-R-S-T-E-N-G-E-D-D-E-S. Thank you again, guys, so much for listening. The next time you cast Absorbed Elements, you'll be casting with confidence. Bye! Rubbish. T- take out the rubbish. Alright. Um, so, let's see. What do we want to talk about first? <laughs> Halle Berry. Uh, um. Um. Full mate. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Little babies.
One, D, four. Oh, gosh. You know, as far as the one D, like, what, what is that? Never mind. <laughs> uh, damage. Bear. And I could. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting. You know, Aragorn, uh, yeah, Ar- not Aragorn. I don't know, my Lord of the Rings. Um. You get, you get. It's a. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Breakdancing birds? No, I, I, I. They very wait. It, it, they, they. So just um. Oh gosh, I messed up. Yeah, I mean, but it is kind of a eh, spell like. Well, that definitely should be a blooper save. It's kind of just a eh spell. This is for the blooper reel, and this is only for the blooper reel. But I am tired of people taking Scott Summers' optic blast, all right, and making it all like laser beam. It's not a laser beam. It's a concussive blast that does not, like, it can produce heat through friction and only friction. That's it. Wow, Matt, you have some Scott Summers opinions. I had no idea. It's not a laser beam. It's not a laser beam. <laughs> you got some strong feelings about that. It is. It is. It is. It is. Is that is. It is. That's it. I'm done. <laughs>